you definitely yeah, definitely I, bet I on the right out. direction. Yeah, yeah, I figured it out at a young age that people in tech make more money than professional ball players. Yeah, I figured that out at eighteen. Yeah, so like that's why when people be like, how how did you get into tech so young? Like, why did you decide to focus on it? Because I use Google. Like, I use Google. You, like, you, I literally went to Google. Yeah, I googled it, looked at the numbers. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. you make more money than ball players in tech. Yeah, it's not. If you do it right, glamorized. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah, it's not glamorized. Like, we not out here. Like, well, yeah, we're making more money than ball players, yeah. but I mean, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. I'm yeah. not even gonna hold you. So one of the things that's become all too common is uh, really just me receiving a lot of questions from my audience, uh, sometimes from strangers, just family members, whoever, people asking me questions about this industry. Uh, many times the questions could be a variety from, hey, how much can I make doing this? All the way to, hey, did you hear about the layoffs that are happening here? Or even people asking questions like, hey, what's one of the best industries or slept on industries to get into? Um, I've done a pretty good job at answering those questions. I've been getting a lot better, but my guest today does a phenomenal job of answering different questions. Uh, such a phenomenal job. Many times I've reshared her content and I've been like, yo, y'all need to check this out. Uh, and I, I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate what she's doing um, from her tenure in this space, uh, her being at different tech events. And just honestly, I've been watching some of the moves she's been making and been making adjustments with things I've been doing on social media with helping people get into this industry. So our guest today has been in tech since she was 16 years old, which is actually crazy to me. At 16 years old, I was like many people where I was just thinking, I hear tech I'm thinking, you know, you working in like a IT center, unplugging and plugging things in. But she's been in the industry for a significant amount of time and has been able to help a crap ton of people. And beyond that, make a lot of money scaling to over two hundred and twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Bees. That's actually my first time saying your yeah. name. I don't like you ever, <laughs> you ever say someone's name like, you know, their name. But if yeah. you say it for the first time, I was like, oh, that's my, my first time actually saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, of what you do, how you going to go about doing it. Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute, but like you addressing some of the redditors and and, and you know people on Reddit. And oh yeah, all the crazy stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, they be going in. Yeah, so it's very you, you do a really good job of of really you're, you're entertaining without trying to be entertaining. And I think uh, people like myself, I'll do like a lot of the TikTok stuff to be mm. funny, but it's like you just educate, but in the midst of it, it's still so entertaining and it's so just full of just good content and good information. Uh, so. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being our guest at Texas New Black. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me out. Yeah, you know, I, I try to put out as much content as possible and just make it as valuable as possible. Um, I'm glad to hear it's entertaining because, you yeah. know, when it comes to tech, most people, like, until TikTok, nobody really thought tech was cool, for real. Like, yeah. nobody really thought tech was cool. So I, I think that's great now that people find it entertaining. But I do want people to know, like, my real name, too. So everybody knows me as Bees, but my name is Simone. So... There's some people who are new, some people are old, might just now find out about me. But yeah, I've been in tech since I was 16, and I really got in uh, like a unconventional way, for real, for real. Yeah. So yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and jump into it. So you got into tech at 16. Mm -hmm. Like, like first off, why did you want to get into tech at 16, and also how did you do that? Yeah. So it wasn't on purpose, right? So like. When I was in high school, I never really liked class, like, at all. I played basketball, video games, and I cared about sneakers. That's it, right? So in our district, we had something where we had a vocational school where you could go to the vocational school um, on your off days, right? So, like, 
two days out the week you go to the regular school, three days out the week you go to vocational school, right? So basically with that, they had different programs there. So they had tech, they had um, uh, like, um, I think it was like firefighters, they had uh, welding, they mm-hmm. had, uh, you know, cooking, all these different things that you could do at this vocational school, and it was completely free. So um, they had two different tech classes that you could take. Uh, one was just regular information technology, and the other one was computer networking. So like I said, I was just trying to get out of school. So I knew that the computer networking class was going to be way harder, and they were basically studying and preparing the students for getting their CCNA certification. So kids were 16 years old with CCNA certifications. Like, it was major, right? And then for the class I took, we were preparing for, yeah, we were preparing for the CompTIA A+. So with that, you know, I ended up getting my CompTIA A+, at 16 years old, and then I also ended up getting an internship at 16 years old. So I got my first tech internship at 16. That's incredible. That's So so this is kind of like a a little quick um, tangent, Hmm. but with the CompTIA Plus, I saw you mentioned recently, and I get a lot of DMs. I'm sure yeah, you can get yeah. just as many people are like, hey, I got my CompTIA, you know, plus certification. And, you know, I'm trying to get a job in tech. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask them many times, like, yo, do you like do you have anything else that just they're like, yeah, I have this. I want to, uh, you know, I'm trying to get a job in tech now. And I didn't know much about it because I, I, I never got that certification. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I don't know much about it. But I would tell people, I, I think you probably need to do more than just get that certification. And yeah. I saw you recently post something speaking about that so yeah. i guess what what would you say to whether it's comptia plus or just certain certifications that are popular where people are like oh, i'm gonna get this certification and get a job in tech yeah yeah so honestly the comptia a plus that's like the main one that people talk about getting and it's really because like comptia has a trifecta so they have the a plus which is basic computer knowledge then they have um, security plus which is basic security knowledge yeah. and then they also have the network plus which is network knowledge right mm-hmm. for some reason back in the day there was like this thing that would go around people would say hey you need to get all of the CompTIA certs so that's why most people gravitate to the A plus first because that's the first one in that trifecta but yeah. I'm here to tell you you don't need the A plus like I think that it's just not worth the money right if you're gonna pay $500 to get the CompTIA A plus just to get a help desk job, I just don't think it's worth it. In my yeah. opinion, if you want to cert to get a help desk job, you might as well get the Google IT certification. And I'm not a fan of any of the Google certs at all, but yeah. with the Google IT certification, it will help you get a job in help desk and it doesn't cost nearly as much or take nearly as long as a CompTIA A+. So I wouldn't even waste your time with it. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you for that. I, I appreciate how you dispel a lot of myths and you clarify different things uh but with that so you got that um internship at 16 mm-hmm. broken to tech ex- at 16 which yep. again is still crazy in and of itself uh adult adult crazy uh but from there you ended up going to college to to hoop because you, you yeah know, you're, you're a baller yeah yeah uh and but then you left basketball yeah for computer science yeah like what what made you like what what made you do that yeah so like again right so i had the first tech internship mm-hmm. my dad he always told me like i didn't know what i was going to go to college for but i had a basketball scholarship and my dad was like well you need to get a computer science degree because they make the most money software engineers make the most money Shouts out pops yeah yeah so I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So I go to I go to the school. I'm playing basketball there, and I can't manage that many things, right? So like the school that I was going to, they run the program like a D1 program. 
So like we had um, individual practice in the morning, we had team practice, we had study hall, we had all these different things we had to do, plus go to class. Now, you know, computer science is not easy, right? So I could not keep up with it. So yeah. my GPA was mad low. Wow. So, yeah, my GPA was so low. So I ended up Googling what was the average salary of a software engineer and the average salary of a WNBA player. And yeah, and what? I saw it. Yep, yep. I saw what the results were. And the average salary of WNBA player is at the time was 45000 And the average salary of a software engineer was hundred k. Like, so I quit the team the next day. I was yeah. out of there. I was like, you're like, hold up, y'all. Yeah. It's like, yo, if there. I make it to the WNBA, I won't be making this. Yeah. But if I focus on this computer science thing. I'm going to be making double. Yeah, Not exactly. playing anything. Not, not playing any ball. Not doing nothing. Just literally just, you know, sitting down coding. So yeah. quit the team. Started actually focusing on computer science. Because, yeah. like. I, at the time, I thought it was just like a one semester thing. You know, you're young. You don't know what's going on. Like when I went to college, I was 17 and turned 18, like about a month after I got there. Yeah. So I'm like, I didn't know we was going to be really doing programming the whole time. Yeah. So I wasn't really paying attention. But yeah, that's that's what I did. I focused on computer science. Um, and then I, I ended up leaving that school and transferring to VCU. And when I transferred in there, since my GPA was so low, they wouldn't even let me in in the computer science major. I had to come in undeclared. So I had to work my way into computer science. Um, so first semester, did good, you know, took classes to get in, um, got the 3.4 GPA, and then they let me in after that. And then from there, it was just like struggling through <laughs> all four years, yeah. like just finishing. But, you know, you, you can do it, right? I think most people think like coding is something that they can't do. But I believe everybody can learn how to code. Like mm -hmm. literally anybody can learn how to code if you're willing to put in the work, time and effort to really practice and just start working on projects when you're learning how to code. Yeah. No, that's that's super good. And you know what's crazy? Uh, even with speaking with the, the comments you made about the, the WNBA, mm -hmm. uh, we we're speaking with a guest who um, he was sharing how, you know, because even, even if we we talk about like what you make right now. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, I don't I don't know, like your, your total comp, uh, but even just like your 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 kind of salary alone or your OTE alone. Mm -hmm. It's like we actually look at what NBA players are making, because we know that there's a huge disparity between like NBA players and WNBA players. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I know some people probably watch or listen and they'll hear and be like, oh, yeah, well, that's just for WNBA players. But actually, nah. if you look up like what most uh, NBA even players, NBA players yeah. are making over a four year contract, mm -hmm. like working like even what just your again, not even your total comp, your total comp alone over a four or five year period. Mm -hmm. You've made literally what an NBA player makes on a yeah. four year contract. And then, mm -hmm. of course, their stint as an NBA player, the average time someone even plays in sports is just three and a half years. Yep. So the fact that there's, there's no you longevity. can continue to make that money yeah. and it, yours will just go up, even if you're just yeah. doing your job just because of, you know, na natural like increase in salary, like you're going to be making more money than the average like even NBA player or NFL player, which yeah. is so dope. Just the opportunity in this industry. So you you definitely yeah, definitely I, bet I on the right out. direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured it out at a young age that people in tech make more money than professional ball players. Yeah, I figured that out at eighteen. Yeah. So like that's Damn. why when people be like, how how did you get into tech so young? Like why did you decide to focus on it? Because I use Google. Like I use Google. At, you, like you I literally math, went to Google. Yeah, I googled it. Looked at the numbers. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. Like yeah. you make more money than ball players in tech. Yeah, it's not. If you do it right, glamorized. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah, it's not glamorized. Like we not out here. Like oh yeah, we're making more money than ball players. Yeah. But I mean, 
we are we are <laughs> <laughs> like for real i'm not even gonna hold you so but and, and yeah. another thing too is like there's a lot of ball players in my dms asking for help yeah now because they see like tech is a viable path for mm-hmm. them so you know I, I love helping them out and giving them direction yeah because yeah. like you said the stint is not forever yeah no it's really not you yeah. know what's crazy it, it actually in the midst of this conversation it's all clicking now because past three four five months i've been seeing more and more athletes mm-hmm. with blue checks following me mm-hmm. and it's been the weirdest thing you know because so I, I, a few a few like you know old school famous people have followed me and that isn't shocking because many times they want to hit me up and they're like hey i have a child yeah i want to get into the industry but when i started seeing like young athletes right. follow me it started confusing me <laughs> but then after having like a couple of them hit me up and i started realizing oh like literally in the midst of this conversation, it all makes sense. Like basically, they're all like, "Hey, this might be another opportunity for me because my career probably isn't going to last much longer, or some of their careers have already ended." And they're like, "Man, I need to make money." Especially at that point, they're used to making a certain amount of money. They're living yeah. a certain lifestyle, so they're like, "Dang, how can I keep this up?" Especially if they haven't made smart investments using that money that they made, which, as we know, most of them haven't. Right. Uh, you know, and so yeah, it, literally, you just help kind of helped it all click because I was like, why in the world is these niggas following me? This is the yeah. weirdest thing. They so, gotta still make money, you know. Yeah. Like if you if you want to make a lot of money and and still live a good lifestyle, I mean, in my opinion, I think tech's one of the best ways to do it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So so you just mentioned that. So you went to school for computer science, hmm. hustled your way through. Basketball yeah. almost messed you up. Almost messed, almost, you almost messed me up. Like yeah, literally, did. GPA was trash. Yeah, but you, but you, but you did what you needed to do to to get in there. So yeah. hats off to, to you. Salutes uh, to you for that. Um, but y- even though y- you know how to code, mm-hmm. you're you're technical, mm-hmm. but you left that side of the industry, the technical side of the industry, for. Uh, I believe tech sales, tech right? Sales, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and also you've caught some flack from people. Yep. I, I remember. I think <laughs> one of the first posts I saw from you was it was either someone on Reddit or someone on Instagram was saying, "Oh, yeah, you're only in tech sales because you don't know how to code. Yeah, you're not rich." Because there's this weird, g- goofy nerd war in tech <laughs> of people who are technical, where they're like. Mm, you're you yeah. the rest of you aren't really in tech because you're not technical but yeah. you address that person and said actually i do know programming languages yeah. i do know how to code i, I do have know a computer science degree like <laughs> so i just chose to go this route there's another guy on tiktok his name is um i don't know his full name but his at is like tech sales tom yes yeah i follow yep. him mm-hmm. on instagram yeah yep. we, we talk yeah exactly yeah. right and he's been getting the flack for that too yeah he so he did the same thing as me he went from being a software engineer and now he's account executive mm-hmm. but he's clearing half a million dollars a year so it's like, like you do what's best for you like if y'all want to be super technical Stay that route. Yeah. But if you want to go tech sales, you you have the personality, go to tech sales route. Like, that's what I think. Yeah. No, no, that, that's really solid. Hey, y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right. A private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast. You want more than just the FAQs. You want to talk with tech recruiters. You want to talk with with hiring managers. You want to talk with coaches. You want to talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just want to be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're going to be talking about updates in tech. We're going to be talking 
talking about companies that are hiring. We're going to be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you want to be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're going to be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. So even though you had mentioned earlier before we started recording, mm -hmm. um, the someone was, was saying, hey, well, you can just, you could have just you know, continue, you yeah. know, con continue being a, a developer or a programmer and then you could have gotten at a fang company and mm. then you'd be making half a million dollars yeah. um, which with your salary, uh, which is true. But I guess if, if you had to com compare it to and again, I, I want to be very clear. Anyone who wants to be technical, if you want to program any of that stuff, 100 percent for it, because we're speaking again about the, the tech industry is dope. This isn't some division or nothing like that, but just asking asking you okay why didn't why didn't simone or bees why didn't you go that route where you just decided to just end up at a fang company right. versus being like oh no i'm actually want to you know continue or transition over to tech sales right yeah so for me like even with my life so i'm from arlington virginia right mm -hmm. so that from the dmv so everybody in dmv works in for the government or for a government contractor company mm -hmm. right so growing up I saw black people going overseas, going to go work in Afghanistan, Iraq, making $300,000, $500,000 a year, mostly tax-free, and then they come back to the States and they buy a house all cash, buy that's a BMW how, all cash. That's why so many rich folk in Maryland. Yeah. I was like, because your Maryland like, has <laughs> yeah. the most like black yeah. wealth in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah it's, the, yeah, it's the like richest black county is in Maryland, PG mm -hmm. County, Maryland. So. I saw that, right? Saw that growing up. I talked to my, my parents. I'm like, like, what are they doing? They told me what they were doing. So it was always my goal from literally like 16 years old to go overseas as an overseas government contractor once I saw how they were living. Yeah. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know much about it, right? But that was my goal. So for me, I'm in the defense industry, right? I'm from the DMV. Everybody from, from the DMV is in. They work for the federal government or government contractor. So I ended up going overseas. I, and so I was a software engineer for two years um, for Raytheon. And then I decided to go overseas. They had a radar system engineer position. Um, I actually had to get the Security Plus certification just to get the position. So um, I had to study up, pass the Security Plus, took me like 30 days. Um, so I got that cert and then I ended up getting my first overseas role in Japan. So when you go overseas, a lot of people don't know this. When it comes to overseas government contracting, you live completely for free. So your rent is free, your car is free, food is free. And you're you're living uh, you're making tax free money too. So right now up to one hundred seven thousand dollars is tax free. So I yeah. was making one hundred forty thousand dollars a year, mostly tax free, um, no state income tax because my mom lived in Florida, so that's where I lived at. Dang. No state income tax, mostly federal free, um, and I was making one forty right. So I was able to save eighty percent of my income. So saved 80% of that 140 Man, and invested it, right? So it's just so much that people don't realize. So that's the route that I chose because that's what I was exposed to. I wasn't exposed to FANG, right? I was exposed yeah. to the defense industry. Yeah, exactly. That's what I knew, right? So, and then another thing too that people don't realize is when it comes to FANG is that that's very slim. Like 
that is very slim. They say that it's harder to get a job at a fan company than it is to do anything else. Like 0.02% people get jobs in fame. That goes back to like the NBA thing. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's like, like it's like hitting a lottery ticket. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's like it's like a lottery ticket type thing, wow. right? It's the best of the best are at these fan companies, especially yeah. software developers. So don't get that twisted, right? Like it's something that people promote and glamorize on TikTok, but it's not. Like, it's not for the average person. Yeah. So I like teaching people about ways that you can make a lot of money in tech. And it's not something that's going to be stuck to, oh, you got to go get a job at in this fame company, at yeah. this company, these four companies to make half a mil a year. Yeah. No, that, that's really insane. And you know, I've uh, we've, we've had guests on who have worked at, I'm not going to say any mm-hmm. companies' names uh, specifically, but they've worked at some fame companies and these guests in particular are they've been in the industry for a while they're like principal level and many of them no at this point all of the guests that we've had that are principal level uh or they're like some c-suite uh c-suite level they've all left they left fan companies mm-hmm. and they're like yeah i wouldn't work at a fan company again and they, they enjoyed the experience it was great it helped their resume but they talked about how yo you you actually once you reach a certain level you actually make more money like when you're not at a fan company mm. uh, because of some of the, you know, just benefits and opportunities. So, uh, and, and they, they've kind of done some kind of comparison and contrast to being at a non-fan company uh, versus uh, versus a fan company. Again, once you reach a certain level, because some, some of those companies, uh, as you know, they, some of them don't even hire an entry-level type of role. Right, right. Know, like, Unless you get in with the, um, the internships and yeah. you go to a school that is basically like a pipeline school. So mm-hmm. they're literally coming to this one college or these few colleges and handpicking all the different software developers that they mm-hmm. want, right? So that's something that people, they don't realize. Like a lot of these people that are already in FANG, they did not start with no experience and then, or, or they did not... Um, not have any type of degree or something like that. They went to college for computer science. They went to a top school for computer science. And these fang companies were recruiting them to get these jobs. So people have the upper hand when they're getting these fang jobs because they're already in the perfect place they need to be at to get a job at a fang company. So like unless you have everything aligned for you outside of this, because like most people are new trying to break into tech, like you have to be the best of the best to get to a fang company. Yeah. You know, so it kind of even makes it click a little bit more for me because uh like a crap ton of people so i i received well over 300 rejections when i just to get into the industry in Mm -hmm. general and i just i was so hungry to just to be in tech Mm -hmm. and and i knew i needed something different because i was so broke i was like no i i just didn't even care about the rejections i was like i don't care one of these are gonna hit and i'm gonna kill it at that company and i'm gonna you know really take this industry seriously and but i've seen people where they're like oh man i received 30 40 50 rejections they're like no no one's hiring and this i know plenty of companies are hiring mm-hmm. and then i ask them okay what what are, what companies you apply for and they're always listing these big yeah. tech companies where it's like what well, it's like why are you doing that yeah, i'm like yeah. i'm like do you realize first off how many people are applying to those yep. companies so it's you versus thousands of thousands other candidates of and and then those other candidates probably have a little bit more on their resume beyond just hey I, I got a certification you mm-hmm. know or, or even to a boot camp. or even a, or yeah. even a boot camp yeah. and stuff and so it's like yo go go the the, the road less travel like yeah. check out some of the other companies <laughs> yeah. that aren't some as other big industries. on the radar yeah, yeah. yeah. other yeah, industries and, and yeah. to that so you got you you went the the government route mm-hmm. for for a while. How can someone as a as another option? How can they 
get government contracts or security clearance? How can yeah. they do that? Yeah. So basically, when it when it's when you're trying to get a government clearance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now the main thing you want to be looking at is on the job posting. It's going to say ability to obtain government clearance. That's what you want to look for when you're trying to get sponsored. So you can go on to clearancejobs.com and you can literally just type in, let's say you're looking for a help desk job, right? You can type in help desk and ability to obtain um, and all the different jobs that are sponsoring clearances will come up. So you can just replace help desk with whatever type of tech role that you're looking for. And that's how you can find the jobs that are sponsoring clearances. So that's something that a lot of people don't know. Most people think you got to go to the military. I've never been in the military, but I've been in this industry since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Like even my first tech job was with a government contractor company. So I've, I've only had jobs with government contractor companies. In the federal government, that's is, is it. that is that even to now? Yeah, right now. Oh snap! Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I worked for a cybersecurity defense startup. I, I thought you would just start yeah. it off there, nope. and I thought at some no. point, wow, I've never, I've never, it literally, <laughs> like U.S. I worked for the Air Force, I worked for Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, um, and then the company I work for now. You know what's so fired to me about that is because I've heard, and I guess maybe it was untrue. I heard that when you're doing a tech job or tech work with a non-tech company, especially mm-hmm. even the government, I've heard, you know, I know the government pays well, mm-hmm. but I've heard that the government doesn't pay as well yep. for tech roles. Yep. Yeah. If you, if you want to make good money, mm-hmm. I wouldn't work for the federal government. Okay. Like unless until you get to the point where your, your salary is so high as a government contractor for the government contractor companies, then you can switch to the government and then ask them to match your salary. Yeah. So like I know somebody who's 30 years old and she's maxed out her government salary because she used to work for um, one of the government contractor consultant agencies mm-hmm. and she transferred to the federal government and now she's a GS-15 step 10 at 30. That's like unheard of, literally unheard of. But it's because her salary is so high even even with the match, it's she's still not making the same amount of money she was making before. Wow. Yeah, but that was like that's the highest they can go. That's crazy. Yeah. So all right, so I want to make sure I, I understood that clearly. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, I'm understanding you correctly, I would ask why don't you? And and I know like we talk. I know like you're you're not a super like. First off, you're making crazy money, mm-hmm. amazing money already. Uh, but even with that being said, you're not like a super, super like money driven, money motivated person. Uh, am I wrong? <laughs> no, I, I mean, okay, money, okay, I money does motivate me. That's a, that's yeah. why I got in tech. Like that, that's a yeah. big question people ask. Like, are you t- passionate about tech? Is that how you got in? And the answer was no. Right? No, I saw, like, I saw you know, the money. I was, right, I saw the money. Like I, I, I'm not. I wasn't never passionate about software engineering, which is yeah. why I like I switched to being an overseas government contractor as soon as I could. Right, so I went and switched and became a, a radar system engineer instead. Uh, and like even now, you know, I, I definitely enjoy what I'm doing now more than everything I've done before. So now I'm a federal technical account manager, and it's great. Like you know, I, I love our product. You know, cybersecurity product is doing amazing. So yeah, <laughs> like I, I well, love cybersecurity busting right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Busting. I mean, because because yeah. all these security the people getting ha- companies getting hacked. Yeah. Data getting leaked, breached, all type of stuff is happening. Yeah, so. yeah, and right now the government is coming out with all these different cybersecurity directives that they must meet. So yeah. there's like over 400 agencies, and whatever companies are selling software to the government, you know, you're making pretty good money, especially when it aligns with the directives they're coming out with. And you were just asking a question about 
um, I think you were trying to ask like, what's the difference, right? So I want to just break down the difference between federal government and government contractor yeah, companies. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, people get it confused, right? So with the federal government, you know, you already know that's like the Air Force, you got the Navy, you have Marine Corps. Uh, yeah, Marine Corps, right? You got DISA, all the different government agencies. It's over 400 of them, right? Oh, so I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, it's over 400 government agencies. So you have all these different agencies and they have to pay you on a standard pay scale, right? So like I said, with the girl who transferred over, right? Even at the max, she's still not making as much as she was making you said as a government. GS-15. GS-15. Step 10, yeah. So that's the max for until you go to like executive level, basically. Yeah. They have SES. So um, basically how it works is the government, every time they need something done, let's say the government wants a website built, right? So the government's going to put out a request for proposal and say, hey, who can build us this website? Like, we need this website. Then the government contractor companies come and say, they submit their bids and they say, hey, we can do this for this amount of work. These type of um, people, it's gonna take us this long. So the government does not actually do any work. The government contractors do all the work. Oh, That's yeah. why they make all the money. So the government has billions of dollars, right, every year to spend, but government contractors are the ones that are actually doing the work. So if you want to do technical work, it's better to go work for a government contractor company. So there's so many of them, right? There's Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, there's Booz Allen, um, Lidos. Uh, there's so many different government contractor companies. Like, I mean. Yo, so one of the most in-demand roles in tech and one of the most roles that you all ask us about the most is cybersecurity. Uh, cybersecurity is one of the most uh, like recession-proof style jobs in tech. And to take it a step further, it's also a job where you can make a crap ton of money in this industry. Many of you have been asking us about the best route to get into cybersecurity. There are a few different routes that you can go, uh, a couple different boot camps that I think are really great for cybersecurity, but recently we just partnered with one called Syntax Technologies. They are one of the most highly rated boot camps in the US, and to take it a step further, their boot camp isn't just under $5,000, but also they provided us with a unique discount to provide to our audience, so that way you all do not have to pay the full price for the bootcamp. This also involves any discounts they might have, any special sales that they might have. You can use this discount on top of their discount, their sale. Now listen, y'all, their cohorts are limited. They only have about three cohorts a year and it's on a first come, first serve basis. So make sure you go ahead and sign up ASAP so you can speak to an advisor and that way you can enroll in Syntax Technologies and become a cybersecurity analyst. Why are you choosing to be a, a to work, do government contracting mm -hmm. over like tech, the tech like, industry. Like, uh, what, like big tech and fang and so stuff? So I wouldn't even say big tech. Let's say, you know, yeah, just, I mean, just the tech industry in general, uh, whether we're talking small, medium size, let's say mid market, like a mid market yeah. size tech company. Yeah, it's, it's because it's, it's all I know, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like a creature of habit. Like, I got my government clearance at the age of 18, mm -hmm. right? So, this is where I gotta really stick at. Yeah. Like even now, the company that I work for, like I work in their federal subsidiary. Mm -hmm. Like so, they got a commercial side and they got a federal side, and we're selling our product to the government. Yeah. So you know, I, I could still go to the commercial side. Like I was yeah. talking to somebody the other day because I'm I'm working on transitioning a sales engineer, and they're like, "Well, you could go oh, on. You're the gonna beast as a yeah, sales yeah. engineer. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you gonna be such a beast. Yeah, yeah, I can't oh, wait. My gosh. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So he was like, "Yeah, I mean, you could be a sales engineer on the commercial side." I'm like, "Nah." I'm like, "One, 
our federal side is making more than our commercial side and our federal subsidiary has only been around for a year like mm -hmm. that's how much money you can make just working with the government right so and then I'm, I'm sure you probably know about people who like actually have their own companies and then they bid on government contracts yeah. like i don't do that i i don't have time for that right okay, so yeah. i just work for the government contractor companies and you can still make a ton of money like even now you know i'm making 275 total comp like Sheesh, as a federal tam that's good mm -hmm. that's so good yeah the reason why i asked wasn't because i you know wasn't because i thought it was everything you're saying is grandma man making good money killing yeah. it it was just I was I was like hold up I was like is, is there something I need to know about yeah. that yeah. I need to you know yeah, it's, it's just different so, it's just yeah. preferences right yeah. and like like I said like I've literally been working in this industry since I was sixteen so yeah. for me it's like why switch up when this it's is literally good. yeah it's yeah, good it's, it's all I know is working yeah. like the, like people are are contacting me every day to work jobs like yeah. they just somebody just sent me an email yesterday for a lead engineer role like why switch if yeah. this is where like no, this is where I'm at yeah. yeah no no that makes perfect sense uh, that makes perfect sense I love just um, I'm so happy we talked about this because again this kind of conversation is good for people to know the other options mm -hmm. in this industry in this space yeah. uh, that's that's really good man I wish I had have known that because I this would have been something I would have suggested to people uh, sooner but I mean I, I'm knowing now so so this is this is uh yeah just just really helpful um incredibly helpful um so how can someone become layoff proof hmm. with your hundred thousand dollar a year yeah so i have my 100k year program mm -hmm. and basically what i teach people is how to gain the skills that are always in high demand mm -hmm. so like i was saying right people are constantly recruiters are constantly reaching out to me because mm -hmm. of the skill sets i have because of yeah. the government clearance that i have right so that's really what it's all about is i'm teaching people how to get the skills that are always in demand and which companies they should be applying to how to do their resume and really how to network and just helping people get those six-figure jobs so i've helped hundreds of people make six figures and i've even helped over 15 people make over two hundred thousand dollars so Man. yeah that's that's like what i do right so i i've shown people because a lot of people never knew that you can make two hundred thousand dollars plus in tech yeah. So, um, you know, like I told you, I was an overseas government contractor and I was making 225 at the age of 25 when I went to Taiwan. So people, they didn't know. They were Man, like, you was in I Taiwan didn't know. making bank. Yeah, yeah, I was making bank. So yeah. people didn't know that you could make 200K plus in tech. And it really like, I'm, I'm from Twitter, so it really spawned like a whole wave on Twitter where everybody was like focused on getting the 200K. So Man. that's yeah, that's what we did. Bump that hundred k. I've yeah, been talking about. Yeah, so, so we bumped it to two hundred. Yeah. yeah, and now there's people like I mean I be seeing people now they're like at three hundred, four hundred k. Like whether it depends on like they have their own like they're doing ten ninety nine contracts or they just overemployed and they work in multiple jobs. Yeah. Like they get so to it. many ways yeah. to get to it in this mm -hmm. industry. It's it's actually wild. Um, but no, I, I, I want to hear uh, just a little bit more. So I mean, you've helped a lot of people get just in the industry uh with uh your hundred um your hundred k year program you've helped several 15 plus people get to 200k um so can you talk a little bit more about the program for people yeah yeah so basically the way that it works is 
Um, I have like a, a baseline course where I teach you everything that I know. So I teach you everything about the defense industry, teach you everything about the different um, tech careers that you can get into that don't require a degree. Mm -hmm. So you have those different options. And then I also teach people about insurance adjusting, which is completely outside of tech, but they make good money, they work long hours, but they make great money, you don't need a degree. Yeah. And in that industry, like you can break into it within 90 days. I've heard about insurance adjusting. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Independent insurance adjusters make bank. So, Man. yeah, so like I, I teach people about all these different options and then I teach them how to, you know, get their resume together, how to network on LinkedIn um, and how to apply to jobs. And then we also apply to jobs for them, too. So, you know, you upload your resume to our service and we apply to 100 jobs at a time, you know, let those cycle through, do what they do. And then if we need to run it again, we'll run it again for you. Yo, that's so fire, mm -hmm. man. Th thank you for doing this. I mean, obviously, it's not doing anything for me. Right, right. Like just, just in general, what yeah. you're doing, helping people, all of that. I love it so much. Uh, that's one of the things, again, I've, I've said about you that I, I truly admire. So one of the things I think is super dope uh, about your program and about the whole notion of being layoff proof, that could sound crazy to someone, but you being a person, just based on the things I've seen from your content uh, and also what you're talking about here, like you're a person who you constantly talk about leveling up your skills yeah, yeah. and not being not being someone who's like, oh, I'm in this industry, I'm making good money, I'm straight. But it's like, okay, no, what's another skill set that I can add, another notch I can add to my belt yep. that makes me stand out from my associates? Right. You know, so if you're at a company where there might be some layoffs that'll happen, you will be the least likely person for them to lay right. off because you're the most stacked in terms of in terms of your skill set. Right. And I think that's just incredibly valuable um, for, and I hope people don't miss that the value of that. Again, that's why we talk about you know yeah. in Texas New Black our whole thing right now is breaking the tech scale in tech, start your own tech business, and it's like one of the things people miss with that whole scale in tech. Oftentimes, it could just get mistaken for scale just in terms of your income yep. or scale in terms of, of your your position. But it's like no scaling also means scaling your knowledge, scaling your experience. And so I love that that's a huge part of your focus is not just, hey, what can you do to get to a certain number and make good money? But it's like, no, like really grow your skill set yeah. so that way you become layoff proof. Right, exactly. And, you know, you could still get laid off, right? Yeah. That's what, that's something that people get twisted when I talk about layoff proof. It's like, it's, it's not really under my control, right? Yeah. Like, if somebody get laid off, you want to be able to get a new job within two to three weeks. Yeah. Like, I know that if I wanted to leave this company, I would have a new job in two to three weeks. Easy. Yeah. Like, always. And it's because that I have the right skills and I'm always adding skills. So, like, people ask me all the time. They're like, I put, I posted a video today and people ask me, like, well, why are you thinking about getting a master's in cybersecurity? Why not? Yeah, because they think, <laughs> like, oh, you're already in the industry. You don't, right. need, you don't need a master's. Yeah, no, I'm not. You know, for me, it's like it's just another thing just to add to my resume, add to yeah. my toolbox, and increase my knowledge, right? I think that so many people breaking into tech, they forget that everything's not going to have a direct impact immediately on you getting a new job or you getting into the industry, right? So at one point, I was talking a lot about the ISC squared um, certified in cybersecurity certification. And people were like, if I get this cert, will it get me a job? No, it was a brand new cert. It had only been out for like two weeks, right? Yeah. So, you know, it holds no weight at all. And it's a very basic cert, but what it does do is it gives you basic cybersecurity knowledge, right? So I think people just have to start, stop looking at everything as how can I 
how will this help me get a job tomorrow? And think of it as how will it help me continue to build my knowledge and my technical foundation? Because yeah. everything not going to get you a job right away, yeah. right? So especially because that was free. So it was a free yeah. serve. Oh, yeah. it's free. I yeah, it's free. Why yeah. not do it? If you're thinking about getting into the industry before you pay money, you know? Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, yeah, one of the things I generally talk to people about, they're like, oh, is, you know, is... Um, is there jobs? And this is even before the layoffs. Uh, people would ask me, "Hey, is there job security in this industry?" And I would tell people, I was, I would say, well, "No, there's not job security." You know, and I, I come from Marine Corps, and it's like, yeah, the only security anywhere is if you're in the military. That's the only yeah, time you're really yeah, secure. Yeah. Facts. You know, but it's like people, oh, is there job security uh, in the industry? And I would say, well, no. I was like, but listen, I was like, there's not job security, but yo, if you work hard and you network well. There's, I call it career security, right. where it's like, you know, just like Gucci Mane said, but we'll talk about tech companies. You know, tech companies are like buses. Get yep. laid off by one, next 15, <laughs> one coming. One coming right. They will so. literally be just sitting there waiting in your, your DMs like, yo, yeah. we'll take you, right. we'll take right. you, we'll pay you more and give mm. you more than what your last company yep. gave yep. you. But it's like, okay, how do you, how do you, how do you get to that point in that position? I think it goes back to what you're talking about, where it's like, hey, if you're upping your skill sets then that's how you make yourself the number one person that they're going to want to hire right. if your company does like layoffs. Exactly, stuff. exactly. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's how I, I look at it the same way, man. It's just you want to just keep stacking up everything, right? Like yeah. you want to be as valuable as possible. That's what it's all about. Like if you're the most valuable person, you'll always be fine. Yeah. You'll always be fine. Man, I, I love that so much. I uh, I don't know. I keep thinking about like, your TikTok videos. Which I guess because most times <laughs> I've one? seen you, aside from when we aside from when uh we we met in Austin. Yeah. Most times I see you. I guess it's on social media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and it was the same way. Um, what's the name? Tay on Tech was here earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I told him you were coming, and he was like, "Oh snap!" Uh, but I remember there was this this post where someone was like. It actually might have been the first post I, I saw of you where someone was saying, oh, there's no way you've, you, you're you making that kind of money and you've been in tech this long. Oh, yeah. It's like, where's all your jewelry? Where's all my jewelry and stuff? You're, you're yeah. Such, such. And, yeah. and you're like, okay, like I'm not on here to flex or nothing. Right. And you're like, I mean, whatever, whatever. And you're like, I guess I'll show y'all a couple light flexes. And yeah. Then, and then you went on to yeah. flex real hard. I was like, yo. Yeah, because it's like, because it just depends, right? Because some people, that's how they come off. Like, everything is just like all the flexes first. Yeah. But, like, I, I just focus on just, hey, I'm just giving you valuable information. Yeah. Like, I'm not here to, like, show all the things that I've bought over the years. But I'm yeah. like, but if you want to see them, here, here's some things that I bought, like, over the years. Because, like, it's just, it's reality. Like, people yeah. get into tech. They work jobs to make money, live however they want to live life, yeah. right? So, but, yeah, like. I, mean, I think I, that's I, so I flex funny. every now and then on now, social media. That was so funny because I'm definitely one of those people where um, I I think my brand is very uh, is very like it's pretty loud mm -hmm. and it's pretty like you know showing this showing that whatever all the time. And uh, now I'm trying to transition more to like you know giving information. I mean, even the whole point of Tech is the New Black, the whole point of this podcast is because hey, I can be I could have just stayed on Instagram and and you know just went live, or I could have taken my content and put it anywhere. But I could have just continued just to answer the questions that mm -hmm. I knew how to answer and say the things I knew. But I was like, well, no, you know, let me bring on guests in different industries in tech 
bring on people that are some will be making more money than me, some less money, but they're doing something really cool. Yeah. And they can talk to things on a level that I couldn't talk to. Like right. Even the things you're talking about with government, you know, government contracts, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how long your longevity in the industry, your knowledge, just all the things you're doing are things I could never speak to. Right. And that's the whole point of it. But it's like I know in terms of my brand, it's like, OK, my, my brand is definitely showy. But it's okay, let me transition and just kind of give you more knowledge and more information. But yeah, it does get weird when uh when people are kind of like, well, no, there's no way you're yeah. making this because you you have Not, to have this and right, have to show right. this and have to show that. But on the, yeah. the flip side of it, me being the person who was showing things, I deal with other people that are like, Why are you showing yeah, so much? So it's one of those that. things you yeah. realize no matter what you do, Somebody's someone's gonna complain. say something. Yeah, They're gonna yeah. say something when you you do it, they're going to say something when you don't do it. Right. And then something else I want people to realize is that nobody pays attention unless you're showing stuff, right? So, like, I have been talking about overseas government contracting and getting into tech for so long, since, yeah. like, 2012 on Twitter. And people actually did not start paying attention to my overseas content and just not even content. I was just tweeting, right? They wouldn't. They didn't pay attention until I posted my paycheck. I posted wow. my paycheck and that that's sense. when, yeah, that's when people started paying attention. Cause like, even back then, like I, I didn't show much of anything. I was just tweeting. That's it. So like, I, I just yeah. started making videos and stuff like that, uh, this year really. Yeah. yeah. And that, that makes perfect sense. When, when I, is when I first was telling people, Hey y'all, yo, this industry is amazing. People should consider it. The number one thing I was hearing is how much you make. They're like, how much, how much can you make? How much can you make? So I was telling people, well, like, I make this much. Uh, and I was like, you can make this much, make that much. And then a bunch of people were like, oh, this is a cap, this is a cap. And then the what people were saying was, I was living in Bindings at the time. You oh, know, yeah. For me, that was a, that was a nice area. But, you yeah, know, they don't, you they don't have Bindings? Like stuff. Yeah, for they me, were going, No, but I'm saying they were going in because you lived in Bindings? Yes, people. <laughs> I was literally on live, and then people were commenting, and they were like, uh, they were like, no, there's no way he's making this much. Look at where he lives. Like, yeah. And then at the time I was driving, uh, I had this this Jeep Compass, yeah, like, yeah. You know, whatever, decent decent car. People are like, there's like, look at where he lives, look at what he drives. Yep. There's no way he's making this kind of. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the middle of my lease. What you want me to break right. my lease <laughs> to go to a high rise just yeah. to flex for y'all? Right. And then the irony is that when when I moved here, I was on live, and then I found out people thought my background was a green screen. I was, no, I ain't gonna hold you. I thought it was at first too. Because uh, yes, it, looked like, cause it looked like it. It looked like it at first. No, but then you look and you like, no, that is that is a real like no, you could tell. You're I, like, okay, yeah, that is. I've real. actually looked at my videos and been like, dang, my background do look fake. It do, it do. <laughs> <laughs> it look fake. But that's look, that's how far technology has come. Like yeah, it looks so fake. Know. Yeah, it's hard to tell because the yeah. the quality is so good. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good quality. Good. That's funny. <laughs> but these deep fakes about to have folks real, especially the stuff chat GBT. Uh, oh yeah. And, and uh, stuff's about to be real. Or um that thing you ever look uh and this is a complete tangent, but that thing where it said uh, this person doesn't exist. Yeah. Look that up, yeah. I've seen that. Oh my gosh, it's, it's scary, some creepy stuff yeah. out here. You know, <laughs> social media gonna change a lot over the next few oh, years. Oh, it's about to be real creepy out here. <laughs>